Hello, beautiful people. It's your girl, Jackie O with Kink Unashamed, here to talk about becoming a true submissive. So we're going to pick back up on the BDSM conversation. I really was kind of struggling today because I was like, do we go back to BDSM or do we just continue talking about shit kind of just random? But I don't know what came over me. I started thinking about master and I was like, we can just talk about it. Let's just fucking talk about it. So we'll get to him. But I kind of just want to kind of, you know, pick up where we left off. But before I do that, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. I do not know where all of you are coming from. Like the numbers are growing and I am so appreciative. I hope that y'all are getting something from this. I assume so because the numbers keep growing. Um, But I thank you genuinely. I thank you so much for listening and Laughing, I hope, at my foolishness and my bullshit. I legit don't even listen back to these episodes. I tried over the weekend and I was like, the sober me was like, bitch, you are an idiot. Like you gave, I gave y'all all of my business <laughs> last week. Like, oh, I gave y'all all my teeth. Who got my friend? She was like, so, um, really? Like, <laughs> and this is all real stuff. And I'm like, bitch, yes, it's real. So I'm telling you, yeah, I am just so appreciative that you guys are enjoying it and that you're coming back. And I hope to continue giving you content that keeps you coming back. So again, thank you so very much. And please share, you know, if you have friends that you think might, you know, enjoy it, laugh at it, whatever. Um, please share it with your friends, family, whomevers. And I thank you so, so, so very much. Also, if you're not, please follow us on Instagram. I try and like give sneak peeks of Things that may come up in episodes before I start recording. And I actually just posted something. Hopefully by now you have already seen it. But um, uh, a picture of um, a chastity cage. But we're not going to go there yet. So just make sure you're following me on Instagram. Because you may get some sneak peeks about things that will be coming up. And you can decide if it's like something you want to be super ready to listen to. Or just hold off on. Um, So yeah. Please if you're not make sure you're following us on Instagram. And again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, please don't hesitate to email me at kinkunashamed at gmail.com. Any questions, whatever you want to know, there's nothing off limits. I am an open fucking book if you haven't noticed. Um, (laughs) So yeah, but again, Thank you all. I really can't say. I I can just sit here for an hour straight and just say thank y'all. Thank you. Thanks. I can say it a million different ways. So I genuinely mean it. Y'all are making me happy as hell. I pull up those numbers. I'm talking to my friend. I'm like, bitch, look how many we got. I am so excited because I never thought that anybody would even give a fuck. So (laughs) the fact that y'all are coming back, I appreciate you. I really, really do. And I'm going to shut up because I know I'm getting annoying because I've been saying thank you for three minutes damn near straight. (laughs) All right. So we're going to pick back up where we left off with Mo. Um, Somewhere in there, I don't want to say in the middle because it was it wasn't because it it was close to the end because it's what's initiated. It is what initiated me leaving the Mo situation. So a very good friend of mine, um, her spouse happens to know someone um, who basically lives on the other side of the world. And. um was they knew that this person was really into the BDSM lifestyle. And the suggestion was, I think the two of you should connect 
and have a conversation. Just based on the things that I was saying about what was going on with Mo, my friend was like, this should happen. You need to talk to this person. So the person that I was introduced to, um, his name was Jay, just the initial Jay, um, African-American man. And I'm saying that just as a reference of, I guess, a, more of a level of comfort was there for me. I'm just being honest as a black woman. It, there was a level of comfort that it was someone who looked like me that was giving me insight into the, you know, the BDSM world. So there was, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's relevant, but that's it was relevant to me. And that's why um, I was open to, you know, just like damn near blind date having a conversation with this person about, you know, the crazy, disgusting, you know, to me, disgusting, unheard of things that I had done with Mo. So there was a little bit of a level of comfort there knowing that, you know, this person was in the lifestyle and was educated, you know, over a term of I think it was like 20 plus years. So, you know, the person, he was very, very kind. Um, he really wanted to get to know who I was first. That was the first thing that he did. He got to know who I was, what I was about as a person, professionally, what I was into. And it, it was weird at first because I'm looking at my friend like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I feel like I'm on love connection. or Like, it was weird. But, you know, he took the time to really get to know me. And it, it started to make sense the more our conversations evolved. So he introduced me to you know books like real life literature on the art and the, the background of BDSM this this goes back a lot like a long time I'm sure you know that and that's why I don't I don't understand why it's still such a you know a foreign concept to people this shit has been around for like hundreds of years and there are full-on conventions going on and that was one of the things when he exposed that to me I'm like wait a minute you mean to tell me there are full-on conventions, a big-ass place with nothing but kinky, nasty sons of bitches, and I say that with love, <laughs> who are walking around shopping for corsets and whips and chains, and, you know, there are literally live fucking demos going on in these conventions. How did I not know about this shit? And there's like this, what is it called? It's like, not sweet heat. I don't think it's called sweet heat. There's like this um, hedonist... I'm probably saying that wrong, but there's like this super, it's a naughty, naughty thing. Like I learned so much from this man and he and I never met. We never met. And y'all know I drink too much and I'm like hella drunk today. So I do not remember if I referenced him and I, I think I did in my intro to BDSM episode. So I apologize if I'm repeating this, some shit, but, um, introduced to him and he, you know, he taught me so much. I got so much education from him. Introduced me to dungeons. And, you know, of course, a dungeon sounds scary, but it's, you know, where I live, there's a, like, I didn't know there's a place, like, not even 20 miles from where I live, where someone has purchased a fucking warehouse and converted it into, you know, this sex club. And it's like this super cheap membership. You know, I through the FetLife website, I learned that there are like so many people attending. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. And they're good looking ass people. And, you know, some not so good looking. But I'm like, wait, I have a sex club in my fucking area and I didn't know it. Like, that's what I I enjoyed learning from FetLife. But I would have never even made it to FetLife had it not been for Jay. One of my assignments was to get signed up for FetLife and just navigate and learn about fetishes and fill in any gaps that I had about any anything sex related 
you know, that was his way of teaching me. He was kind of like making me, you know, it was self-driven training, so to speak. So it's like, I'm going to give you the tools. And if you use them properly, you will learn a lot. And, you know, his whole thing was, I don't want you wasting my time because he was a very dominant man. And I, I think he may have identified as a master. Like when, when you go from dominant to master, masters don't play no games. They don't have time. Ain't nothing funny. Ain't nothing cute. Like you, they, they are dead ass. They about that life. So I think he identified as master. So he was just like, these are your assignments and they better be done. Oh, okay. You're going to read this. And I want to know once you're done reading it and tell, tell me what you got learned from it that you didn't already know. And, um, at one point he assigned me these, um, online classes with this guy and I think I'm pretty sure I mentioned him but I'm not sure this you know online guy he's in his how was he he was old he was old but he was super intelligent you know like master's degree whatever entrepreneur business owner and you know he's in his studio doing these classes and teaching you about submissive and domination pretty sure I mentioned this before so I apologize again if I'm repeating myself but I want you to know the timeline, the placement of all of these things happening. So this guy gives me all of this stuff. I'm learning all of this stuff. And then <laughs> and then I don't know. I think it just faded. Like, you know, it just faded. It just faded. I learned a lot. Um, he was also in a committed situation and um, the the only level of involvement that he and I had would have had, we're going to say would have had, um, yeah, we're going to speak theoretically would have had, would have been, um, purely Dom sub, you know, me being tied up, all that fun stuff, all the spankings, all that good stuff, but there would be no sex involved. So that's why I said these relationships, they do exist. Um, so yeah, Jay was like pivotal in me understanding submission and, you know, shifting from a disgust because I was disgusted by the whole lifestyle, leaving the most situation or, you know, just having experienced the most situation, but meeting Jay, learning from Jay. So shout out to my friend for knowing what I needed and giving it to me. Um, it, it bridged me back into the world because there were pieces that I enjoyed and, you know, it bridged me back into the world and it, he empowered me by educating me because I knew I have the power in a dom sub relationship because I can stop it on the drop of a dime. Um, and, you know, knowing that changed, changed my feelings toward it and my approach to it. So Jay was that dude and I'm very appreciative. So having met Jay, I really just kind of went back to kind of girls gone wild I wasn't looking for a dom I wasn't looking for Mo and he kind of just stumbled upon me so I just went back to being me and actually I was me like amped up a little bit uh, <laughs> I mean I still had the basics of my vanilla ish sex life with Sean who I met Richmond who I met um the involvement with my long-term friend with benefits like all of these people were still at play at different frequencies you know on a monthly bi-monthly annual basis whatever so they were you know just kind of a thing so I went years after Mo with no BDS in play when I say years I mean years <laughs> years um so yeah I just I started like just having fun strip clubs and 
champagne rooms and group sex. Oh, man. Ooh. Ooh, group sex, honey. Oh, I can't. I will save those details for another day. Like, that's a whole ass episode in itself. Mm. Yes, honey. Mm. Yeah, I went there. I really did. <laughs> Lord, I'm telling you, I give y'all all my business. Hello, besties, for knowing all of my business. <laughs> um, there were a lot of male reviews in my life. You know, male strippers. Sex with male strippers. In the bathroom after the strip show. <sighs> y'all, listen. <laughs> Oh my God. I legit did it, bitch. I'm going to own my shit. And I said I wasn't going to go into this because this was like a whole nother thing. This man was fine as fuck. Like, understand me? Fine as fuck. Like, remember how I kind of described Baby Arm as being like the Wesley Snipes chocolate? This man was a chocolate god. All the muscles, bald-headed, beautiful ex-football player. Like, he was Benny on steroids. Oh, and he could dance. And he picked my fat ass up. In the club, you really just pick my big ass up like that and you lift me all the way up to your... Listen, listen, you're going to get this pussy tonight. So I'm going to need you to decide, is it right here, right now in front of all these people? Or you're going to take me in the back and be a gentleman? Because I'm not leaving here until I get that dick on this night. Okay? So... <laughs> Yeah, I smashed homeboy in the bathroom, b backstage, in the little dressing room. I did. I did. I, and it was great to my drunk ass. And for another day, we'll talk about when I realized, wait a minute, he really ain't got, like, where's the rest? Actually, you know what? We can wrap him up right now because I ain't got much to say. So we met one other time. No, I'm lying. That's a lie. But we met more than that one. Anyway. It wasn't a whole lot of dick with all that package. So baby arm was fine as fuck. Chocolate God. Ex-football. Like literally they're the same damn near dudes. And they both literally, you know, made it to the pros barely. Um, they made it to like preseason pros and then that was it. So, I mean, they both fine as hell. But Benny was all the dick. All the dick and some more dick and then a little bit more dick. Benny was all that. But this... The first time I hit it, again, drunk as fuck in the bathroom. I'm just mesmerized at this point in my life that this man done picked my big ass up. And he also sucked on my titties in the middle of the club right after I would got my titties pierced. Bitch, my pussy was like, listen, I mean, just anyway, it happened the first night. I was like too drunk to realize it wasn't that big of a dick. Fucked him another time or two. And it was like, girl, you, what are you doing? What do you, I could just call Benny and get all that body and the dick. What the fuck am I doing? Just because he a stripper and he can dance good? He only got like, mm -mm, it ain't enough. It ain't enough. And I was to the point of questioning like, there's stuff in your panties for these shows. Because I know I saw more meat than that. I feel like I wouldn't have made it here if I didn't see more meat than that. Somebody, I don't know. No judgment, but let me get a drink. Hold up. Honey, I got hold. I'm like, hold up. That's so Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that stripper made me mad as hell because he was too fine not to have more dick than he had. 
ain't saying it was small. I'm just saying it wasn't enough. That's all I got. And we're going to move on. I, I have low-key gotten mad over that shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Moving on. And then I got pregnant. So then that was a thing. <laughs> so that's what helped the stretch of not playing in the BDSM world go out as long as it did. Like That's what it was. You know, I was focused on being pregnant and hating that shit. Excuse my burps. Lord have mercy. Just a nasty, lush... Jesus, um, swollen ass ankles, ultra wet ass pussy. Like pregnancy is weird as fuck. Like, sorry, man, if y'all don't care about this shit, but pregnancy is so weird. Like your vagina goes through so many phases during pregnancy. It is so strange. People don't prepare you for these things and I don't appreciate it. And I think I'm pretty sure I mentioned that shit with the, the, the meat flap lips, right? I did. I know I did. I hope I did. Anyway, bitch, I felt like I had steakums. Um, yeah, my vagina don't look the same. So the whole pregnancy and having a kid, it, it takes you through a, a, you know, a place in life where sex is really not even a thing. At least it wasn't for me. And I have an extremely high sex drive, like higher than some men. (laughs) So, um, yeah, years and years of just like, just, you know, masturbating really and a little bit of friendly play here and there. So then I went back to... Fat life, and I'm again. I was in, instructed to sign up on the Fat Life website when I met Jay several years before. Several, several years, years before. Words, um, <laughs> Lord, I'm telling you, every time I say I'm not going to get too drunk, I get too drunk. And I found out today why it happened. So before I start recording every episode, I sit down and I write my notes. While I'm writing out my notes, I'm sipping. And tonight I happen to be sipping on some tequila. And um, I was sipping real hard while I was writing these notes. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I done drunk over half of this 30-something ounce cup of this concoction. Oh, okay. (laughs) So that... I'm in think mode when I'm drinking it. So that's what happens. And then when I try to like, okay, now I have to put words together. So, oh, bitch, we drunk, drunk. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, several years had passed. And then I went back to FET. FET Life or FET is short for FETLife.com, the website. Um, If you think you went to the kink and you want to learn some shit, I'm telling y'all, just go on there. Go on there and create an anonymous profile. Don't upload any pictures. Create a bogus email address. And just go on there and just kind of flip through. And just see what you can see in your area. I think that if, even if you decide that it's not somewhere you want to stay around, just fucking do it. It, it's, It's worth seeing that there are regular people who enjoy this. And if you even think it might turn you on or get you off, Shit, try it. Like, have conversations with your partner and and try some shit. Like, I think that that's one of the biggest things I found with, you know, friends I've met, people I've been involved with. People don't have open dialogue about these kinks. Like, I think people are so afraid to be kink shamed. Ha, look at that low-key tag of the name of the show. Um, And that's the thing. I have decided that I am not going to be ashamed of my kinks. I am not. And I speak about them freely to my friends, and I don't hide. And I think that FET has been, or FET Life, jeez, I'm going to throw you off. FET Life has been, you know, very important 
for me in that way because I've met regular people, average people, educated people, you know, educated book wise and, you know, BDSM wise. And it's so great to be around kindred spirits though. I'm not a weirdo because that's kind of how I felt because none of my friends had heard of this stuff or I will say, you know, I had a few friends that had heard of this type of stuff, but didn't, you know, know how deep, so to speak, that it went. Um, and, you know, I'm having conversations about the, you know, crazy shit that went on with Mo and the things that I'm learning through conversations and involvement with Jay. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really... Jay, I'm telling y'all, and I always get hung up on Jay because I, if I had given up after Mo, I wouldn't be sitting here talking about this stuff today. So Jay really was that bridge. I'm telling you, he really was. And I cannot thank him enough for that. Um, and I'm having the time of my fucking life right now because of that. So, yeah, met several or I have met and I still have several friends from FET, um, you know, I, like I said, I have people that I just talk to that we, you know, just have discussions about random stuff or questions or share fetishes and kinks that, you know, we're, we wouldn't, you know, openly share with other people. Um, you know, it, it's, and sometimes it's just good to be able to talk to someone freely about, you know, the deep, dark, you know, fetishes in the back of your mind that you would never repeat out loud to anybody else and being able to have you know, a conversation with someone who gets that and, you know, someone having a safe bubble of, I don't really know who you are. You don't really know who I am. And, you know, having apps like WhatsApp and kick or whatever, and you can have conversations without exposing, you know, your real phone number, or even if the person is local, you know, there are text apps out there where you can create a fake phone number that, you know, comes through the app. Um, I learned all of this. I did my research before I started like you know, even entertaining the idea of meeting people from FET. And then beyond that, I'm like super FBI investigator as it pertains to any part of my life. So, you know, I'm going to research the hell out of you. I need to know who the real you is, what your name, you know, I have to have something to work with because I'm not going to go to a hotel with some random Joe Blow without knowing what your real name is or anything to be able to do some research to give myself a level of comfort that what you're saying to me is true and also for you know me to be able to share that information with my best friend my mom and whoever else like bitch if I go missing I'm in this room with this person I'll let you know when I park and I'll let you know when I'm leaving like I don't play any games as it pertains to my safety and my livelihood so conversations can go on weeks and even months before I'm agreeable to meeting someone because people our, you know, I respect the guys that are like overprotective of their identity and, you know, just meeting any random person because it's like that gives me a level of comfort that you're not that creep that's, you know what I'm saying? So it can be a very unsafe situation. I have never run into, knock on wood, <laughs> any unsafe situations. But again, I do a whole lot of research. Um, you know, you're going to have to FaceTime with me so I can confirm that what you're telling me and who you are is what you are. And if I've been able to pull public records, I'm going to confirm. Like, listen, I play about a whole lot of things. <laughs> I turn into FBI bitch when it's time to meet someone that I've never met before in, you know, wherever place, in a private place. And, you know, some guys are like, oh, we can meet at a coffee house. I'm like, um, no. <laughs> it's like, I'll meet you in the parking lot of the coffee house or whatever for us to look each other over 
and decide if we're going to go to the hotel or not. But I'm not going to sit and have no coffee or break no bread with you. And I'm sorry I had the cup in front of my face. I'm not going to sit and do that. Me personally, there are people that are open to that. But I am not on FetLife to find my forever dude. Um, and that's just me personally. And that's just where I am today. And maybe one day I will be. We, Lord, I'm telling you, I don't know what these accents are and what these words are that I'm coming up with. But sorry, hold on. Honey, listen. This tequila is hitting. You hear me? <laughs> Lord, that's burnt my chest going down. It, it's gotten a little warm. Lord, have mercy. So, yeah, I enjoy fit. That's to, just to sum all that up. And, you know, I'm all about, you know, the safety precautions and, you know, just being careful. But I'm not looking for, for, for my forever dude. I'm just not. Um, but if I happen to find him, that'd be awesome. But I feel like with any social media, because it really is just like a kinky Facebook with any social media, there's the potential of being catfished. There's a potential of someone, um, you know, trying to just run game for their own purposes. Like there, you know, there's always the potential for that. Um, so for me, I feel like I would be naive to think that I could go to a website like FetLife, which has become increasingly popular since, um, the, what are they called? The ads on, oh geez, on Craigslist got killed like they you know that section got turned down or shut down or whatever fet life went crazy so there's so many people just looking to hook up um it's it was so annoying <laughs> and the people that you know i've kind of been friends with that was something that you know we kind of talked about like oh dear god <laughs> where are all these nasty ass people coming from just randomly posting and randomly in your inbox you know, asking if you're down to fuck, like, hello, I'm sorry, what? And they just want to fuck. They're just looking for people to fuck. They're not in the lifestyle. It's like, do you even know what I'm here for? Like, sir, I'm sorry. Thanks for no thanks. And yeah, I mean, I have met someone who identified as a dom. Remember before I was referencing the fuck boys and these jackasses that are pretending to be this Christian gray knockoff just so they can smack you on the booty and say that they, you know, roughhoused you. I have one of those on my roster currently. He's fine as hell. Um, little white, oh Jesus, he's a he's a white gentleman. Um, and our sex has turned into very vanilla. Every once in a while, he'll smack me across the ass and pull my hair and choke me. But there's not much of the dominance in the way of you know, kind of telling me what I'm gonna do and you no know, rope play or anything. And I like a good punishment. Um, I have learned to like a good punishment. And, um, yeah, he, that really isn't a thing with us. So I, t I consider what he and I do to be really great rough sex, but I definitely do not consider it to be a dom sub relationship. So that's where it's like kind of false advertising as I talked about other episode, but the dick is good. Like it's a nice dick and the sex is great. So, you know, I see him, <sighs> we're running like monthly, I think at this point. So He's just a good friend, you know, you gotta have to, friends, <laughs> how many of us have them? <laughs> I'm just saying, you have to have a bit, you have to have a, a lineup of players on your bench, so that if somebody else is injured, you have somebody else to tap, like you, uh, that's just me, just saying. Um, <laughs> so the first guy that I met on FetLife when I, you know, went back, um, I'm going to just use his real name because it's super common. It, 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 Jesus. Alcohol. 
and I'm second guessing myself. Am I going to use his real name? Yeah, we're going to use his real name. Brian. I met him through Fetch and um, he identified as Dom and he had the proof. There was proof in the pudding of, you know, him laying out photos of all of his toys if, excuse me if I'm not mistaken there I think he had pictures of you know how he was dominating some girls and then he had like full face full body shots and I'm like damn like, he's good looking as hell so he and I talked for a while and then because like he was trying to hook up the same day he was so excited to meet someone someone who was open to the things that he was into and I was just like yeah that's kind of how I get down so we you know talked for a few weeks and then we eventually met up so our first meeting was funny because he was very clear on his instructions as to what I was supposed to wear, um, how I was supposed to approach the door, you know, how I was supposed to present myself to him as far as, you know, once I crossed the threshold of the door. Um, this was the first time I was, I guess, reintroduced to the collar situation. And what I found interesting about his collars, they weren't the, I guess, the traditional UC, the leather or whatever collars. It was a chain collar. And I was like, just in trim, like, this is a nice piece of jewelry. <laughs> like, um, but he was, I don't want to say gentle, because he really wasn't gentle, but he was, you know, very, I don't know, calculated, I guess is good. But he was also almost taken aback by how, you know, truly I was submitting to the situation. And there were points where I guess I was taking more than he expected me to be able to take. And like, he literally is stopping and like, you good? Are you sure? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm great. So he, when he and I met, it was just strange because I think I was giving him more than he had ever seen. But for me, he wasn't giving me half of the works that I had seen. Like it, it was like, okay, things were new, but the pain and things like that was just like, okay, I'm good. I can take more. <laughs> so Brian is the gentleman who introduced me to the anal hook. Um, I don't again I don't know if I touched on this and if I did I apologize the anal hook is basically a big ass fish hook and um the purpose of it is like if you're looking at the hook it's you know kind of looks like a J with a, a ball on the end of it where the J curves up and then at the top of the J there's like a an open hole where you can feed rope through rope or chain you know hook chain or whatever to it so the bulb end of it goes into the butt curves around on the outside of the butt goes up the back and then it's connected to in my case it was connected to an, a chain which connected to the chain that I was wearing as a collar so any movement I made that hook was moving and it took months you know him and I being involved before I agreed to try the hook it terrified me and his whole thing was I have never had anyone ever let me do it like it was still you know wrapped up in the plastic <laughs> sealed he was like I just I'm looking for the girl who's brave enough to let me you know try this and I'm like I never even heard of this shit and just the idea of it terrified me I'm like that's that sounds like damage like that's just like a big ass human fish hook and I'm not really interested so again several months later I finally agreed to it I think I was probably fucked up that I was probably litty that night like super lit and I agreed to it and geez, where that ball lands inside when you stand up is, I, it, that fucking anal hook sent me to my knees several times because it was overwhelming. 
Like, holy gee. And then to have that damn anal hook in during sex. Listen. Girl. Mm. I'm sorry, I had to get a drink. Um, that anal hook was something else. I'm going to hurry up and get off Brian. But I'm, like, literally getting hot flashes as I think about it. Like, oh, my God. That anal hook was a lot. And I only ever... Did I do it once or twice? I think it was just the one time, but I'm not really sure. I just know it was extremely overwhelming, and he was elated that I was agreeable to it. And, um, yeah, that one was fun. Brian is fun. We don't see each other frequently at all. I haven't seen him in months at this point, but we still text, and um, we have plans of other things, for I guess, from his bucket list that he wants to do, which are things I've already done. So... Brian is a very nice guy. He was the first guy that I met from FET when I went back. And then from him, I interacted with a few other people. But the next important person in the BDSM world was Master. I know I've referenced him several times before. And I'm going to do my best not to disclose too much information about him. Um, he is a white gentleman. Been in the lifestyle for 20 plus years. Um... I'm going to stop there because I will give things away that I should not. So meeting him with all of his years of experience, he was like, you know, Jay in real life, so to speak. You know, not having to jump on a plane to see Jay in California. But this person was right, you know, down the street. And he had that level of, you know, expertise from all of these years of experience. And um, I'm, I think I mentioned it before, but again, sorry. He identifies currently as a pleasure sadist where his goal is to overwhelm you with pleasure and almost be be sadistic in the way of pleasing you instead of sadistic in the way of hurting you or you know beating you punishing you whatever um he is who lord have mercy jesus that man can suck on a pussy like Holy fuck. I, I think I said it. I'm, I know I said it before. I'm not that bitch when it comes to having my pussy eating. But the old man was lit. And this. Oh Lord have mercy Jesus. That man put my ass and my pussy so far up in the air. I'm laying on my back right. He throws or pushes my legs up. So far in the air. To the point where like my feet are damn near next to my ears. And sucked on my pussy like he was a motherfucking. Oh Lord. I don't even know. I swear to God, like it was a fucking crawfish. He was, I, cool. I still cannot deal. Cause, Lord, that man can suck a pussy. Jesus, he can suck on a nice pussy. Yes, he can. And the dick is average. Like average. But he can fuck. And he knows the female body. And the, he knows a his profession um, mm, aids in his knowledge of the human body and um, his years of experience in the lifestyle. He's kind of used that to understand the private parts of the, the female human body. And Lord have mercy, that man can, he can, I've literally had five plus orgasms during one scene with this man because he, oh, Lord have mercy. And he reads body language so well. It's a, it's amazing. But um, another kind of big thing about Master was 
he is the person who brought me back into anal to a level of wanting to enjoy it and wanting it to be a part of my overall sexual experience with anyone. Because at, at that point, I had, you know, done it a couple times here and there with certain people after the traumatic first time and, you know, did it with SP, you know, side piece, whatever. I don't know how I referenced him. Anyway, you know, the long-term dude, um, yeah, there were a few times we tried it, but I didn't learn to appreciate it until I met Master. And that man has evolved my sex life so seriously as it pertains to anal. It is not even funny. And he has deemed me his one and only anal slut because apparently I can, I'm willing and able to do things that most girls can't or won't do with their ass. So I don't, I don't, ah, that sounds like I'm bragging. I'm really not. It just is. I'm just saying that's a relevant statement as it pertains to, you know, our, my relationship with master. Um, so in him being super into anal and wanting to teach me as a, I don't even say an anal version, but somewhat, um, you know, toys and rimming and like straight eating the pussy, eating the ass, like eat the booty like groceries. <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse me. Um, you know, doing that, learning that, learning to enjoy that. And then, you know, progressing to fingers and then, um, very small vibrators and then butt plugs. And then, um, where shit got real, real or where the anal beads and they, I'm telling you, that is the worst love-hate relationship of life because having those fucking beads, when they pull out, I'm, I don't even know how to explain the sensation and the fucking lightning in your pussy when those beads are, the, when they oh, when they pop out of the butt. Mm. I'm sorry if that's disgusting, but anal beads are lit. Anal beads are amazing, especially if you have, you know, a, a nice size anal bead in your ass that has like a ball within the ball. So there's a vibration when you're getting fucked during some rough sex. Oh, it's overwhelming. Like <sighs> master is literally the only <laughs> Benny is, we're going to just say Benny is excluded from this conversation. Cause Benny is just Benny. Um, master is the only person who has literally fucked me to the point where my knees gave out and I fell like, I'm, you know, we're just having sex with me standing up bent over and my legs literally go out and I hit the floor. That man is unrelenting. <laughs> oh my God. Ooh. And I'm, I'm trying to make sure I, I articulate myself correctly. Master's spankings and beatings are on a whole nother level and planet and being bound to a table with your hands or wrists restrained and your you know neck restrained to the point where you couldn't stand up straight if you wanted to and being you know throttled for 20 plus 25 minutes I'm pretty sure it was if I'm remembering correctly because I'm you know staring at the clock like oh my god this hasn't stopped yet um and then even beyond that um, you know, being told to get on all fours and then almost go into the tornado drill position with your butt in the air. And, um, 
you know, getting a spanking in that way. And that's for him, or as he's, as he has said, it's easy access to both holes. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I need a drink. When I tell you, I talk about master got a bitch aroused like a, like who tonight is going to be a masturbation night. And I know that's TMI, but you're welcome. Um, <laughs> oh Lord have mercy. So yeah, I learned to appreciate the spankings and the beatings that went on for these prolonged periods of time. And he, I, I, I'm, I know I talked about, you know, understand the art of a good spanking, how to spread the love and the wealth of a good spanking so it can go on for a while instead of a person tapping out too early because you just pounded one area on their ass. And, you know, there are punishments where it's like, oh, you really tried me? Oh, I'm going to show you what some that hurt looks like. Um, so, yeah, I have had one of those as well because I, I somewhat identify as a brat in the way of because I'm switching, I'm dominant in my real life. I have moments, and it's usually at a certain time of the month, um, that I just have that attitude of, I don't give a fuck how you feel about what I'm going to say, and I don't care what this means for me as, as it pertains to punishment. And, yeah. But I still do it. I, I like All I can say is I still do it because it's almost like, it's a maintenance thing almost for me as it, you know, as it relates to spankings. Like I need a good spanking ass beating, you know, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. It depends. It depends on what's going, going on in my life. If I'm super stressed out at work, I need a good spanking as a release. And the only way I can kind of tie that to something that a person who's not in the lifestyle lifestyle would understand would be, you know, like, like working out, like, you know, you're about to go to the gym and let off all this steam and push yourself and kick out an extra rep or whatever. And oh my goodness, excuse me, honey, tequila, calm down. Who that's burping. That is not ladylike. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. But yeah, it's like, you know, you know, you're going to the gym, you're going to bang it out, do extra reps and you know, you're going to be hurting within you know x number of hours with it finishing the you know the workout or you know you're going to be hurting the next day when you wake up so <laughs> that's what you know i appreciate about a good spanking it's a release and i know it's going to hurt me tomorrow but for right now in this moment i'm getting a release of energy that i need to just decompress and release the stress that's in my body so master is you know a true artist as it pertains to domination and, um, you know, I'm actually at a point where I'm like, do I keep this going on? Do I stop it? Because there have been some interesting shifts in the relationship as it pertains to me being a, a switch. And then, you know, this person wanting to use that to say, hey, well, then go get you a female submissive and bring her, basically bring her back to me so I can fuck the both of you. And that was that's an ongoing thing that I'm kind of like. I'm pretty sure this is a red flag and I should probably start to step back a little bit because the relationship is shifting into more of an ownership and a dictation 24 seven. And that's not a, that's not a thing for me. I am in the submissive role in the bedroom or wherever during a scene or a sexual encounter with, you know, whomever. So yeah, he, he's on the docket, bitch. I don't, I don't know if he's going to, He's going to stay or go. So we'll see. Um, 
that's really all I have as it pertains to, you know, becoming a true submissive, you know, master between Jay and master. I was, you know, I'm educated and I learned to, you know, be confident and appreciate myself and what I bring to the table and, you know, understanding what it means to submit and truly focus on pleasing your partner, but not at the detriment of your, um, your safety and well-being, and, you know, not pushing you way too far outside of your comfort zone that it puts you in a bad headspace in the situation or relationship or whatever. So, yeah. Shout out to Master. Shout out to Jay. Um, uh, someone did submit something to me regarding um, a show that they saw with references on, you know, some BDSM stuff. And they actually mentioned Fet Life on this show. Um, so the name of the show is on show, it's on Showtime. So if you don't have a subscription, I don't know if I can like take a clip of it and maybe post it or something like that. Cause, but it's kind of like five minutes long. So if you don't have Showtime, phone a friend and see if they have Showtime. But the name of the show is Dark Net. And this is, I think it was episode one. I apologize, but I'm almost positive it was episode one. I did not write that down. Um, but on this show, and on this episode, they talk about fat life and, you know, they touched on, you know, the male submissive and, you know, what their life looks like. And I'm going to insert here a word of the day called um, a chastity cage. So that is something that I have seen before, but I'm not like super well versed in them. Um, but... I already searched the definition of it. I know it, what it is, but I just want to make sure I communicate it the right way. Um, a chastity cage is a cage worn by men, usually in the case of femdom or some other form of domination. So femdom means a fem female dominant. Um, that prevents the man's cock from getting hard, and it also prevents him from being able to masturbate. So on this show, there's, you know, this real-life person. They actually show their real-life fat profiles and everything and where they live or what state or whatever and city they live in. Like, it was, I don't know if I could have ever done some shit like that. I don't want to know what people are saying to them or bringing up. Like, I can't even imagine, ex I can't, not on a, you know, a national platform or Damn, no, that's technically a world worldwide platform because people can watch, you know, these things across the world. So I can't say that I would. I don't know. Maybe one day. I don't think I could ever be that brave as to give all of my business. Like this dude was low key. No, well, ain't no low key. This dude was taking pictures of, you know, his dick in the fucking chastity cage thing, and I'm like, what the hell? Like Showtime, y'all are not playing. Um, and you know what was weird to me is like he damn he wears the fucking thing damn near 24 7 i'm like how evil are this like and then you see this you know dominatrix or you know femdom who is oh my gosh she's like the girl next door and you know the things that she's mandating him to do and the things she's saying to him it's like holy shit it's just an you know a, a testament to fat life and how you cannot judge a book by its cover and there's nothing wrong with being the average girl next door and being kinky, I just never would have guessed. And it's just, it's amazing. It was just amazing to me. So if it's something that you're thinking about watching, um, the, the piece that I'm talking about the most right here, it starts around the nine minute mark of the episode. If you're watching it like, you know, on the DVR or the, you know, pulling up the episode, you can fast forward through it. Um, and it's about five minutes out. So probably starts around the nine minute mark and it's wrapping up around the 14 minute mark. Um, so, yeah, the chastity cage was fun, fun-y to me, 
to the point where I just couldn't believe he actually did that shit on national television. I had seen them before, but you know, it, it is what it is. Um, they also, of course, with there being, you know, um, male submissive, there's a, you know, the female dominant, but she, based on her actions appears that she's a switch because she dominates this one guy, but she still, you know, has sexual encounters or she's involved in scenes where, you know, she's being, you know, handled in the handled in the submissive role. So I would say that she's a switch just based on what I saw there. Um, and there's actually a part on there and it's a very small moment of it where the guy is um, waving an electro wand across her boob and nipples. Again, if you follow me on Instagram, you um, would have seen a toolkit that I provided and showed showed on um, Instagram and it's um there's a photo of his you know electric wand and the bolts that can be used in that wand as well so yeah it's um it was interesting that's all I got I was really amazed that Showtime went there and they talked about stuff that and showed things that most people have never and probably will never see or encounter ever again in some situations um the one thing that I, I really learned, I guess, so to speak, from the episode, they talked about digital domination and how dominants are now using your average everyday application to, you know, dominate this person and to, I guess, what would I say? I would say that what the, the purpose of them, you know, using these apps in this way is to just, you know, confirm that they're submissive as being obedient. So if the instruction is to run a mile... You know, she or this dominant would have access to whatever app that counts your steps or whatever or shows your exact movements or whatever to confirm that you're actually doing what you texted and, you know, said that you were doing. Um, it, it was a lot. It was it was very surprising, you know, and they kind of looped in the text messaging piece and the, you know, show proof that you're wearing your chastity cage and, you know, her sending him pictures that she knows are going to arouse him. And make him uncomfortable in the, you know, chastity cage. Like, it, it was just interesting. And I think that if you have Showtime, please invest the five minutes. It will probably explain things better than I do. But it's interesting. And I learned something from it. And, like, I can't even imagine if my dominant wanted to track everything I did. Like, down to what I eat and how many ounces of this I ate. And, you know, like, I have to go to the bathroom. And, like, who haven't had permission to take the fucking... And I don't, this wasn't said, I don't think, on the episode, but I know from other situations, you know, having to have permission to take the cage off, even to go pee. Um, so it's just like, it's a lot. It was a lot and it was surprising, but I, I enjoyed that five minutes worth of it. I really didn't, I, don't, I didn't finish it after that. I was like, okay. <laughs> Learned something new today. Moving right along. <clears throat> and then the other thing that they touched on, which... Um, I have never experienced in real life, but I'm sure it exists. Excuse me. Oh my goodness. The burping and the heartburn. I can't take it. Um, you know, they touched on the topic of contracts, so to speak, and um, contracts or, you know, agreements or whatever for the Dom sub relationships, you know, relationship with a clear outline of what, you know, who was, ex you know, who was expected to do what. Um, so I thought that was really, it was interesting. It was dope that they talked about it. So I actually already had um, a word or phrase for the day. So that one is actually going to wait for another day because in conversation with a good friend of mine, um, we started talking about something called race play. 
race as in black, white, you know, race, play. Um, and per Urban Dictionary, it is a form of role play used, whew, used by consenting adults um, who are of different races. I'm sorry, I am trying to piece together some of this because it's kind of all over the place. But um, it's a form of role play in which people, I'm, there are several definitions, so I'm going to go to one that's a little bit easier. It is... Form a sexual role play in which people of different races consensually reject all political correctness and propriety in favor of sexual pleasure and fulfillment. Oh, that was cute. They tried to keep it super high, high class. This one says it's used by two consenting adults that incorporates racist, hurtful, and derogatory terms and comments regarding the other's race to fulfill, fulfill. Fulfill um, and reach sexual pleasure. Um, and I have encountered race play a, a few times while discussing things in, um, in, and even in some of my real life situations. You know, someone tried to kind of slide race play in and throw in the N word during sex. You know, uh, you know. Yeah, that's kind of not acceptable. You know, fine ass white man, you, you cannot use the N word when you're talking to me or about me. Please and thank you. And um, then I found out that it was a kink, and I'm just like, well, if it's a kink, then we that should have been something that was presented before we entered the scene, because that's a surprise I'm not okay with having. Um, and I, I'm just not good. I'm not wired in the way of being able to be derogatory, so to speak. Um, you know, there. You know, you like kind of bossing people around, but. Like I, I just can't fathom, you know, me being in the bedroom some with someone and calling them a, a a racial slur, and that being arousing because it doesn't do anything for me. Like calling me the n word in the bedroom, it basically I check out at that point because I don't know what this situation has turned into, and you know how what your intent is behind the situation. For me personally, so it's not something I do or I'm into, but it is a thing. And I, I, you know, again, talking to my friend, she was like super shocked. I never heard of it. And I'm like, well, that means there are probably a lot of other people that haven't heard of it. But again, I no disrespect. I respect every person's choices as it pertains to their kinks. As long as everyone involved consents, um, it ain't none of my damn business. But um, I'm just not into the race play thing. <laughs> I'm just not. I, I can't, I cannot do it, but it really, and truthfully is a thing, and, you know, do you, be great, so I'm gonna stop talking now, we are at 54 fucking minutes, ooh, we talk too much, oh, Lord have mercy, so yeah, I also wanted to do, and I, I hope I, I'm pretty sure I didn't say this earlier, Real Housewives of Atlanta, um, I think, yeah, this past episode, you know, Candy did this dungeon-themed, like, party situation. Um, that shit looked fun as hell. And I could not believe that... It's just amazing that, you know, we are at a place where that's acceptable on, you know, basically primetime television. Um, I'm down for it, but I'm just like, Lord have mercy. If my kids, you know, happen to pick up their remote or watch some of this, you know, or catch that part and understands what she's looking at, I hope not as a child, but... Um, just in awe and then I was truly beyond all that I was amazed that she went for it and she didn't hold back and she had you know real life people 
in you know the position of having group sex they weren't really doing it but they were you know almost like a museum fill or like a um what do they call those rooms a haunted house of sex and bdsm and crazy you know dark stuff so that was really dope to see and i i hope that in seeing things like the 50 shades and thing like what candy did people will start to open their minds to you know just finding you know their truth and living it so I, that was the reason I said that. So I hope that made sense and it all came full circle. Again, I thank you all for listening. I apologize for this episode going damn near hour. Um, but um, sex with masters is lit. And um, I never in a million years would have thought that I would enjoy anal sex as much as I do. Thanks to master. Um, and master is very into the fisting thing. Um, our last encounter, which was a week or so ago week ago I don't know um fisting was a thing and um he was fine he has a decent sized hand and was finally able to get his full fist in in my hoo-ha and I so apologize that this is team too much but you know the concept of fisting is having a fist inserted into your vagina and you know for me I have found it to be a multi-orgasmic thing I truly enjoy it um, this was before baby and after, so I don't think that I got loose, loose kitty city. Um, she still hits again, as we talked about last episode, it's a muscle sweat tightens back up and I'm doing my Kegels. I have my exercise balls. So I'm making sure we keep it right and tight, that the muscles are nice and firm. Um, <laughs> again, another rant. So again, thank you. I'm going to shut up now. If you're not following us, check us out on Instagram, kink at kink unashamed. Uh, shoot us an email with any question, com questions, comments, or concerns, or topics that you want to throw out there. Like, when I say concerns, anything that I may have said that was offensive or didn't come out correct. Lord, quite right. Um, you know, you're welcome to call me on my shit. And again, you know, I, I sit here and I, I, you know, talk to you all as if, you know, you're sitting in front of me as if you're my homegirl or homeboy. And, um... You know, if I come off the wrong way or, you know, my lack of filter is a problem and I is a problem and I misspeak, don't hesitate to call me out. Um, so, again, thank you all. And until next time, as I always say, stay kinky and try something you haven't tried. Talk to you next week.